to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 299 of the Left Traffic Podcast. No, we are not excited at all over here. Not at all. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Yes, the countdown to episode 300 now stands at tonight being the last show before 300. I cannot believe it. So excited to be here tonight. So excited to talk to you guys. A little different show tonight, which is going to be awesome. And uh, yeah, we'll 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 do the thing. We'll do the thing here in a couple weeks, which I'm very excited about. Get to that in just a minute. Uh, hope you all had a fantastic weekend. It was a very busy weekend for me. I had my annual work conference for uh, my real job. You may have seen the baller selfie I posted last night in my suit. And normally it's in a different state, but the company's based here in uh, Michigan and it's their 20th anniversary. So they did the big conference here in Detroit, which was awesome. Had our gala, the main event, if you will, of the uh, conference at the Fillmore Detroit last night, an iconic venue. That was very cool. So back to the grind and all that now that the uh, celebration is all over. The house fully decorated for Christmas, which is awesome. I will get some pictures out on Twitter because I've actually had some people ask about that. Everyone, if you've been around the show a minute, you know that we are a uh, diehard Christmas people over here. And so the, the house is fully decorated. And what's awesome now that the house is decorated, Alden decided to start crawling uh, late last week, which was awesome. So we are in for some trouble and we'll see what kind of stuff he gets into. So that'll be a good time. And uh, speaking of Alden, he's got his uh, professional Santa pictures coming up this weekend, which I'm very pumped about. So Christmas is definitely in the air, which means it's time to crank up some Christmas vacation. What is your favorite, like what's your go-to Christmas movie? I know I've talked about this before, I think, you know, for me, obviously I got to rank my top three. It's, it's Christmas vacation, uh, Christmas story, and then elf. Uh, I, I get all behind that. I know there's a lot of die hard with, uh, well, not die hard with a vengeance per se, because I know that's one of the movies, which shows you how much I'm not a die hard person. Um, but, uh, I know that's a big Christmas movie for a lot of people out there. What's, what's your go-to, uh, hit me up on Twitter let me know. Let's see. So the last few shows have had some awesome fans and listeners, which has been a blast to get to talk to you guys tonight. Episode 299 wanted to do something a little different as the uh, final countdown here in a couple weeks. Yes, a couple weeks. It's going to be a huge show. Obviously, it better be for all of the uh, plugging and teasing of, of episode 300. So uh, it's going to take a minute to put all of that together. I'm going to have some more of you guys on as well as some special guests. So it is going to take a minute to put all of that together. So episode 300 will either be on November 29th or December 6th. Uh, I will let all of you know, of course, on social media and all that good stuff. And plus with the Thanksgiving holiday next week, I, you know, definitely want the show to do well. And I don't think 
putting it out next week would would do well there either. So uh, 300 is going to have it's it's going to be stacked. Plus, they got the awards and all that to do with it as well tonight. Lucky dog lap down recaps. Yes, tonight and and we very well may. We'll find out here in a little bit if I may. I'm literally going to be making it on the fly because they haven't fully decided, but we may be retiring the Lucky Dog and Lap Down segment. So uh, stay tuned later in the show for that. Also coming up tonight is Eric Young from the Super Speedway podcast, also here in Michigan. And how do you have a countdown to 300 without Dustin Albino from jayski.com? So him and I, he's going to close out the show. And so definitely don't go anywhere. And how could I forget before uh, we get to Eric here? Don't forget about the mega giveaway going on right now for episode 300. All you got to do is retweet and follow. I want as many people to be uh, eligible for this because it's it's big. I've got three of the same prize packs. You're getting a lap traffic hat an NBC hat NBC prize pack let me tell you in those drawstring bags are some goodies as well lab traffic t-shirts stickers and a surprise for each winner is going to be included as well I will send out a picture of what the surprise is once we uh announce the winners here in a couple weeks on episode 300 I've got the trophies ordered. They should be here later this week. I've got all of the T-shirts and all of that for the prize winners from the Lap Traffic Fantasy League. So everything uh, is going to be good there, which I am very excited about. So make sure you're retweeting, following. It's gotten a lot of great response on social media, which is great. And I appreciate you all. So let's keep it growing in the offseason for sure. All right. Now. Let's get Eric from the Super Speedway podcast. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the show, which I'm not sure how that is possible. He is another fellow Michigander podcaster. Lots of R's there, which is awesome. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Eric. Eric, what's up, man? How are you? Not much. Doing great. It is surprising it's my first time, isn't it? Uh, I'm, it is. You know, I think just because I see you at the track a few times a year that I just assume that you've been on. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I thought, well, hey, let's get a trend going here, which is to get you on the show a little bit more often. And what better way to do that than on uh, the countdown to episode 300 and episode 299 tonight, man. So thanks, uh for coming on and, and uh, talking some NASCAR with me tonight. Of course, that's incredible too. Uh, 300 is a huge number. It's it's out of control. I am, uh, it's funny, a couple of weeks ago, somebody was on and had said, you know, it felt like 200 came so quick and it did. And here we are, 300, it seemed like it took a, a, a little extra minute to get here. So I am, uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here and all that good stuff. Um, Tell everyone a little bit about uh, your show and, uh, you know, when you guys got started. So I co-host the show with my uh, my co-host, James Cush. We actually started, we would, the very first um, Eldora Truck Series race, we both traveled down there. It was about a six-hour drive from home uh, to go to the race. And the entire time we were talking about NASCAR, of course. We've been friends before. He worked with me before that. Um, and, and we just had a chance to talk about NASCAR for a bit. And over the years doing that, 
Um, Jeff Gluck started his podcast and, and we had these conversations and it's like, you know, maybe we should record these and do a podcast. And so we decided to start it up. We started in 2017, I think it was, and uh, got things rolling and it's taken off from there. You know, we've had the opportunity as you have to get credentialed at races and actually become part of the NASCAR community. And it's just a couple of fans talking about motorsports, which is great. Absolutely. And I, I, I got to give you props because Eric will go get up there with like the Claire B. Langs and the Bob Pockrasses and he gets in there. I'm still intimidated by that. Like I got my microphone. I'll occasionally go to like the driver bullpen thing, but man, I, uh, I, I give you props because that that's, especially us not doing it week in week out you're like hell i'm taking advantage of this opportunity so i love the fact that you go get all in there when uh when it's race weekend i'm a journalist by trade too that's my day job so i'm nosy and, and so i'm willing to, to dig in there but see i envy you because you're good at building the connections and i'm not as good at that so i'll get up and talk to the drivers but then that that building of connections with everybody else is is my challenge. Fair enough. I, hey, I mean, we all got our niche, and that's uh, that's why we can all survive in this big old space of social media and all that good stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking for of that, sure. So you you do do a lot of hockey coverage and stuff like that. Where uh, you know, let everyone know where you're at in the mitten, and you know what the uh, what the real job is there. Well, I live in Bay City, uh, Michigan, so right at the in the middle of the thumb. I actually work in the thumb. I'm the editor at the Huron Daily Tribune uh, newspaper, daily newspaper, and Bad Axe. And then I'm also the uh, one of the photographers for the Ontario Hockey League Saginaw Spirit. Um, so during the winter, I spend a lot of time shooting hockey and, and doing that. Uh, my boys play hockey as well. So when NASCAR season ends, hockey season begins for me. And, uh, yeah, I try to stay busy all year long. I, I, I hate winter, so to have something to do during winter is great. Absolutely. You know, it's funny you mentioned Bad Axe there. I actually, this is so completely random and off topic here. Um, a friend of mine told me about a uh, uh, Hyatt Family Farms in Bad Axe where I'm, I'm looking at maybe getting like a quarter or a half a cow. Uh, processed uh, from up there at Pax. So there you go. So <laughs> random, but when you said that, I'm like, oh no shit, that's uh, that's where I might be getting uh, some meat from there. So, um, well, man, it, crazy season, right? From the winners to our champions. There's been the uh, the, the car issues, tire issues. Um, what what are some some takeaways? that you've had from the 2022 season? I think the biggest thing is just we went into the season with so much, such a question mark as to what it was going to be and, and what the expectations were going to be for this new car, especially. And I think the first half of the season, man, did it produce. We saw great racing on mile and a half tracks, which we haven't seen in years. We saw the, you know, the different number of winners, the, the equality throughout the, the series. We saw drivers, with teams that shouldn't be competing, being able to compete. Uh, we saw, you know, the, the track houses come out of nowhere to uh, create these great storylines and everything was clicking so well as a, a really strong season. And then we hit the playoffs and some weird things started happening and everything kind of took a turn a little bit, but I, I still think overall a great season for the cup series. Um, there's a lot that needs to be worked on with this car. And I think they're working on it in the off season. 
Um, but it, it, in the end, I think, you know, I was happy with a, a good, um, normal, if you want to call it championship weekend at Phoenix, nothing too crazy, um, occurred. The, the cars raced fine. The races were decent. Um, and you know, we got a deserving champion in the cup series with Joy Legato. We got a deserving championship and all a champion in all three series. Um, it was, uh, you know, a good, good way to cap off the season. Um, I think definitely more positive than negatives this year. Um, but certainly some negatives came out and, and especially with the, the safety of the car. Um, and hopefully I, I think we'll be working on that towards the, the new season and, and keep drivers healthy. Right. Well, yeah, that's, you know, uh, a lot of positives, unfortunately though, like you said, you know, the, the there's been injuries, right. And, and anytime you talk about yeah. that, that, you know, even if it's just one, one negative to, to 20 positives, you know, that one negative is going to take that limelight there. And, you know, I, I agree, you know, I think they'll get things squared away uh, with with the car. You mentioned the playoffs in, in terms of one of the, the takeaways there in the crazy start. That was big for me. The fact that we had, you know, non-playoff drivers winning playoff races uh, really kind of took away from the, the the playoffs. And I'm a big supporter of our playoff format. I know a lot of people do not like it. Um, I, I like an elimination style uh, playoff. I mean, you, we have it in the stick and ball sports, and I know it's vastly different, but I, I can get behind that, that, that format because otherwise I'm not a big fan of, of someone having the championship locked up one, two races going into it. So I don't like that. I understand people's pointed contentions with the current format, you know, so now it's a matter of, do we keep it? Do we change it? Because if you change it, you know, that's going to get the, 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 the Twitter world all up in arms again, if, if you go and change the format. So, you know, I, I'm okay with where we're at from how we determine the championship. Um, but it was definitely, you know, interesting seeing these non-playoff drivers going out there and, and winning early in the playoffs. Well, there was so much uncertainty in the playoffs too. And, and again, it was kind of a, a microcosm of the entire season, just the, the parody that we saw. I mean, I had the opportunity this year to cover the, the first race, the playoffs at Darlington and just the, the things that went crazy in that race. I mean, Kyle Busch went from starting the, you know, potentially starting the playoffs with a wind to a blown motor, the first and forever. And, you know, Eric Jones is able to get that win. I know, you know, we've, we've got a fond, fondness for Eric Jones Absolutely. being a Michigan boy. Yes. You know, that that was cool to see him get the win in the 43 car. And just, you know, we saw we saw drivers, you know, have an opportunity to compete there. And, and still we ended up with a non-playoff driver getting that win. And um, I'm with you on the, on the championship format. Um, I have a hard time thinking of anything I would change other than maybe rotating the last race or making the last round a three-round or multiple round playoff as well. Um, but nobody, nobody cared about formula one the last, what, four or five weeks of the season. Cause we already knew who the champion was sure. there. Yep. So, yep. so I, I love this format. I think it's great. Yeah, no, I, I am definitely in favor of a, of a rotation. Um, you know, I, I am even wouldn't mind. All right, fine. We're going to keep these same 10 tracks in the playoffs and, and rotate the ones we can from a, a weather perspective, uh, side of things as well you know so if phoenix i get it it's it's the west coast so maybe you start on the west coast for the playoffs you know let's kick things off in phoenix you know and you know, let, let's 
end it. I don't know. I, I know we can end it at a decent track. Let's go back to Homestead one time. Um, See, you know, let's... Have, you, have you ever been to Phoenix? I have not been to Phoenix, no. Me neither. And everything everybody says is that it, you have to be there to understand why that track is the, the championship race, that there's more to it than the race itself. And I, I guess that's something I haven't experienced. I, um, it's something I, I, I could see. Uh, just based on where it's at, you know, I'm sure it's it, it's got to be. I mean, you can tell it's picturesque, and, yeah. and that plays a role, right? So I could only imagine being at the track, seeing the hill, you know, all of that. You know, I could see that being a special moment for sure, especially for you know your first time going there. N- no doubt about that. Um, but we start we started we we ran Martinsville the first week of weekend of November this year. The the season ended the second week of November. What's that what's to say we can't run Martinsville a week later? Listen, don't get me started with a good time. <laughs> don't get me started. That I I I mean, I think that would be awesome. I mean, even if we were to start the season an extra week early in February to make that happen, how do, I mean, how badass would that be to I mean, that's your one of your most iconic tracks on the circuit to end it with that. You know, I mm, well, I we talked about that. that. We talked about it on our podcast, too, that I think we're gearing towards seeing a certain track that's going to be built in California becoming a season finale. Oh, yeah. You know what? And if it if it produces like Martinsville, I mean, I, right? I get behind that. You know, I think NASCAR should just for the history nostalgia piece of it go do one in martinsville uh but if if we were to end the season with martinsville style racing yes sign me up 100 percent for that absolutely all day um so we got some silly season stuff we can uh chat about here um you know we we don't know where Haley deegan's going to be racing other than expected in the blue oval no concrete definition of where John Hunter Nemechek's going to be. Um, we've got Parker Kligerman going to Xfinity full-time. Um, and news broke today that you just told me about right before <laughs> we started here that uh, Ty Gibbs going to be in the 54. I think we all kind of figured that was going to be announced that he was going to be in the Cup Series. But no 18 um, do you think that's an homage to Kyle Busch and, you know, let's not have someone try to fill the shoes of what the 18 is and do a different number. Do you think there's something there behind the number side of it? I don't know. Um, I, I know that, um, apparently I, I I'm not real up on it cause it just broke before we started talking, but apparently Joe has said that he, that number's not going away, that it will come back. Um, and it is, it is the first number that of Joe Gibbs racing. So you would expect he's not going to lose that number. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I don't know if it's just because Ty has built up a brand with that 54 car and and it's just easier to keep him there and maybe bring the 18 back when the 19 goes away, if it does, um, you know, depending on what Truex does at the end of the season, but, uh, or maybe it is just a, Hey, let's, you know, let's give this number a break for a year. So people aren't comparing him to Kyle Busch. And, uh, and let Kyle do his thing and, and make a name for himself in the eight car over at Richard Childress Racing. I was always surprised, and, and I again, something I could see both sides of, uh, from an iconic numbers perspective with HMS, with Jeff Gordon in the 24 and Jimmy Johnson in the 48, to have two young guys at Bowman and Byron 
step into those numbers with the same co- with the same sponsors too, right? Like, yeah. I mean, those are massive shoes to fill, and it's you know for your casual fan, you know, do you want someone to think that it's Jimmy Johnson in the car? Do you, you know, I wonder if there was a disconnect there for a minute. Obviously, now it's it's obviously worked itself out in any capacity, and they're you know winning drivers themselves now in those cars. But you almost wonder if you know they would have liked to have created their own identity in the cup series under a different number. But again, so synonymous with HMS, I'm sure he wanted those numbers out on the track too. So, yeah, it would definitely be tough to come in in, into, you know, probably arguably one of the best drivers in NASCAR right now and and sit and, you know, drive his number, Um, especially while he's still on the track. And, you know, Ty's, Ty's proven that he can handle the pressure, but he doesn't need any extra weight on his shoulders either. No, so no. And what, and, and what, a what a crazy turn of events from championship weekend, yeah. you know, obviously again, as, as I said it last, last week on the show, you know, uh, set aside the, the personal feelings for, for the on track, uh, you know, situations, if you will, but to go from the highest to highs, lowest to lows, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, how, how he has not necessarily a comeback, right? Cause he's coming off a championship, but you got to know he's going to go out there and, and give it all for his dad, 2023 cup debut full time, all that good stuff. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure there will be some momentum with, with his dad carrying him around that track. So, well, we know Ty's got the talent. He just needs the guidance. So hopefully he can get that. I think he will. He's a young kid. Um, and he'll learn. He's learn. He's learning from these mistakes. Unfortunately, he's learning the hard way thanks to social media and the fans and all sure. that stuff. But um, you know, he's he's going to be a high profile driver coming into the Cup Series Absolutely. right off the bat. He's going to have a ton of pressure on his shoulders. But again, I mean, he he ran his first Xfinity race on the road course and was and battled with you know top drivers last year at Daytona and got the win. So um, I think he can handle the pressure. He just needs to he needs a little guidance as he goes. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, man, any, any fun things planned off season family going anywhere, doing anything cool? Lots of hockey stuff. We did the trip this fall, um, to Darlington and North Wilkesboro. Um, that was our big first big family trip since before COVID. So, um, right now, nothing on the table, just kind of chilling and, and watching some hockey. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, we've got a, uh, big college football game coming up here in a couple weeks. I don't know. I've ever asked you, are you, uh, are you the maize and blue or the green and white? So my family's always kind of cheered from University of Michigan. I'm a Central Michigan grad, so and I'm not super Fire loyal to them either. <laughs> right? So I, I don't get into it too much. I don't get into college sports a whole lot. Okay. Uh, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with Michigan. Michigan, a uh, good man. I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you, you know, put on the, the journalism hat. Put on the editor hat. Um, what are a couple um, early headlines that we're going to see or, or what might be a surprise overall? You know, what are some stories that you think we're going to be talking about next year that people may not be thinking about? I'm really excited to see what happens over at Petty GMS slash Johnson or how, whatever the heck they're going to call it. Right. Um, with with Jimmy coming over there and, and with the momentum they have already, two young guys and Eric Jones and, and Noah Gregson, I'm excited to see what Noah does in the Cup Series. He's got a great personality, and I'm hoping he gets to showcase that even more on Sundays. Um, 
so I'm excited to see what happens there. And I'm really excited to see what happens with Trackhouse going forward, too. Um, you know, a lot of people thought they were a fluke at the beginning of the season. Uh, Chastain made it all the way to the final four. You would imagine they're only going to build from there. Um, will other people catch up in the offseason, or are they going to be able to maintain what they've built so far? Um, that'll be really interesting to see. I think, you know, Chastain got into the final four, but didn't have that playoff experience. Now he's got it. Now he knows what it, what the pressure is on that, in that final race. If they, if he can get back, he's going to be really dangerous. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see what they do there. And I think probably the biggest story for me is how much can, how much can Kyle Busch do at Richard Childress racing? Is, is he going to turn his career back around is he going to bring Richard Childress Racing to the level that they used to be, um, or are they going to struggle over there? It'll be really interesting to see. Um, as a Kyle Busch fan, I hope it goes well, but you never know. That is a definite must-watch storyline to develop there, no doubt about that. Um, all right. Well, I, I'm going to force you to say a yes or no on this one. So Jimmy Johnson, winless, last three years in his career. Does Jimmy Johnson get back to victory lane as a part-time driver owner with a, with, with the petty, petty brand? No, no. <laughs> All right. No. There's that hot take. I love I, it. I think, you know, I'm almost a little worried about Jimmy stepping back in the car because he's built such a legacy and I don't want to see him do the Terry Levani or Mark Martin thing and sour that by running too long. Sure. Um, I am excited to see him back in the cup series. I'm excited to see him back in NASCAR. I've missed him the last couple of years, but he didn't light any fires over in IndyCar either. Um, and I just don't expect him to come over here and, and compete in a car that he's not used to. So, I mean, he'll be, he'll be Jimmy Johnson. He's decent, but I don't think he's back to going to be back to winning levels. You got to run every week to win in these things, especially with the new car too, right? Like you mentioned, yeah. you know, he hasn't, he hasn't taken a lap in this car yet. Um, you know, it'll be curious to see what, to what changes they make, even though it really, it'll be his first time in it. Right. So he won't even have anything to compare 2022 to 2023's car with. So yes, uh, great point there, Eric, where can everybody follow you, the podcast, all that on social media? Uh, the podcast is, and myself is at T super speedway on Twitter, as long as Twitter continues to exist. And, uh, <laughs> if, if that happens to go away, we're at the super All of our old episodes of the podcast are on there. We've got all kinds of stuff you can find there as well. Some past race coverage and things like that back when I was doing that too. So, uh, definitely appreciate the people listening and, uh, and maybe we can get a few of your fans over there. Absolutely. Uh, go check Eric out for sure. Listen, man, thank you so much for coming on and, and helping to celebrate. I appreciate you very much. Hope you, the family, the kids, all that have a uh, great holiday season and we will talk to you very soon, sir. Appreciate it. Can't wait to see you back at the track. Yes, sir. All right, man. We'll see ya. All right. Great to talk to Eric, have him on the show. Uh, great to see you. I've, se I've seen Eric. Let's see. I've seen Eric at Michigan a couple times, Chicago. Uh, I f Richmond, maybe. Did I see you at Richmond? Should have asked you, but great to have Eric on and uh, great to have another Michigander podcast out there, which is great as well. Oh. 
Okay, uh, what do you say we do a little Lap Traffic social media? Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, leave a review, tell your friends, all of that good stuff. And that. as I mentioned at the start of the show, don't forget about the mega giveaway. Three winners for episode 300 coming in a couple weeks. Got a huge prize pack for each of you along with a surprise there so make sure you check that out we got some new followers michael naz carter at michael 3130 a uh, nascar and grassroots racing enthusiast from auburn we got chicken foot racing league at seafoot racing came on board we got nascar lounge at nascar lounge freelance nascar coverage i love all of these nascar coverage stuff out there people trying to uh you know help make a name for themselves which is which is cool that's the one good thing is social media right it gives us this space this opportunity uh unfortunately it it gets uh cluttered with some other stuff but uh, hey take the good with the bad right don't forget i got stickers and uh koozies for you for free all you have to do is fill out the contact page on the website the podcast.com and i will send them out to you for free all right lap traffic nation all right, I have some, it may come across as sad news. I have officially decided to retire the Lucky Dog Lapdown segment. It had a great six-year run. The Lucky Dog segment has been here since the start. And I was going to do the recap on episode 300, but... I thought, you know what? No, let's let's do it on 299. I think that's a, a more more fitting. And I'm going to tell you why I am retiring it. And it is to give a a fresh uh, perspective to the show heading into episode 301 and season seven next year. And here's what I'm going to do. Uh, if you got some ideas now. Send them, but we're gonna. I'm gonna make a thing about it in the off season to uh, to you guys, and I'll make it as a giveaway or a prize pack. Whoever uh, I end up picking their idea will get a lap traffic prize pack. So that's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna turn it over to you guys to come up with the next interactive segment on the show that will replace the lucky dog lap down segment. So uh, extra points if you get to, if you can be creative to make a pun or play off of the name of the podcast, lap traffic, all that good stuff. But uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, I, I cannot thank you guys enough for over the last six years, all of the lap traffic, lucky dog and lap down picks that have been sent in over the years has been awesome. Uh, you guys have really supported that, which is great, which is why I know you guys will support the uh, whatever the next idea is for it. So out with the old Let's get in with the new for season seven of the show. 
who knows? Maybe, maybe if the right circumstance, the right race or something like that presents itself, maybe we'll bring it out of retirement every once in a while. Kind of like we do the, the wave around hotline, which that name was great, by the way. I think that was a great name. Uh, anyways, I digress with all of that. So let's get to the overall uh, top 10 lucky dog picks, top 10 lap down picks of uh, the 2022 season. There were some funny ones in there as well. I've, I've got those as some asides. If I were doing Casey Kasem's uh, top 40 countdown, I would throw those in between, you know, like number three uh, in, in Casey's awesome radio voice, which I'm not even going to attempt to imitate there. But uh, without uh, further ado, we will start with the uh, top 10 lap down. And by the way, there were well over. I mean, and if you think about it, 30, 36 races and granted there were some extra off weeks. Um, there were, I know for a fact, there were over 500 submissions throughout the season this year. So that's incredible. And last year was great too. So it, it, like I said, go out with a high on it, all that good stuff. So, all right, here we go. The top 10 lap down picks uh, with a very unique ending here uh, at the overall end. Number 10, Brad Keselowski. Coming in at number nine was nothing. The amount of times you guys said no lap downs made the top 10, which I think is is awesome. Uh, eight and seven, kind of similar. Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, number eight was the tires. Number seven was the racing, which played a role because of the tires. Coming in at number six was Kyle Busch. Coming in, our top five lap down picks of the year. NASCAR coming in at top five there. Chase Elliott coming in at number four. Coming in at number three is the car. And coming in at number two, who is it? Is it Ross or is it Denny? It's Denny Hamlin coming in at number two with Ross Chastain coming in with the most lap down picks uh, for 2022. Okay. Now let's go over to the top 10 lucky dog picks. Here's where it gets the crossover sometimes is interesting. So coming in at number 10 is NASCAR. So they, uh, top 10 for lucky dogs, top five for lap down there coming in at number nine on the lucky dogs is Denny Hamlin. Number eight, Kevin Harvick, uh, he definitely went on a stretch there with, uh, some high submissions during his two win streaks there back in the, uh, late summer coming in at number seven is your cup champ, Joey Logano coming in at number six is Christopher Bell coming in at number five, AJ Allmendinger coming in at number four, the fans. Yes. I think us fans, uh, have a lot to celebrate from the 2022 season coming in at number three. Kyle Larson coming in at number two is Chase Elliott and coming in at number one. Are you ready for this? Drum roll, please. Ross Chastain. Yes. So what's that mean? First time ever in all six years we've been doing this that the lucky dog season getter and the lap down high season getter 
are the same in Ross Chastain. So that is pretty cool there. Uh, some honorable mentions for uh, Denny and Kyle's Pocono DQ, uh, concession prices, the weather, and my favorite, the lapped traffic fantasy picks made uh, almost cracked the uh, top 10 for lucky dog or lap down picks there. So uh, there you have that. Okay. There we go. Like I said, uh, again, thank you everybody for all of your submissions over the years. It's been great. And I look forward to adding and freshening things up with a new segment next year. Okay. Uh, what do we got left? Oh, only Dustin Albino. So let's, let's chat with Dustin and, uh, have some fun with him here to, uh, close out episode 299. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line, making his 15th appearance on the show. Uh, he is one of the main men over at jsky.com. Welcome back to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Dustin Albino. What's up, brother? I mean, since the last time I've talked to you, I've been traveling a lot to a lot of these races. So it's kind of crazy. It went by really, postseason went by really fast for me. Um, but yeah, I'm. You know, we're what, a week and a half in already, and uh, it's been been a little bit time boring. <laughs> I kind of find I need to find a new hobby. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm ready to ready to relax for a couple of months. Well, okay, so it's funny you say that. Speaking of of hobbies, uh, all the times we talked, obviously, and and uh, you know, I've got some wrestling stuff for you. I know that's obviously a a hobby for you, something to watch. Um, what uh what, what is dustin's hobby what uh what's dustin do when we're not doing racing stuff it's a great question <laughs> i need to i need to figure out more stuff <laughs> i hate being kind of personal i just hate not doing anything mm-hmm. uh i need to stay busy so fortunately for me college basketball season's picked up yes there's a game there's a game tonight i have season tickets to syracuse so um i'll be there cool. a lot uh i've gone to a lot of the football games which started up syracuse football which started off good this year now they've lost four in a row so that's been a bummer um wow. but yeah i mean I, I just love sports and you know i'm a fan of pretty much I shouldn't say all sports because there are some like soccer can't do. I'm cannot with, do dude, it. I'm with you 100% <laughs> on that, man. Like I, I am with you. There is, I don't know. There's anything really that could get me to watch a soccer. Maybe like if it's men's Olympics, like, and they're in like a, a final four or something like that. But yeah, no, I feel you 100%. Yeah. And I know the world cup's coming up as well. And like, that's like, I'm, we're going to see it all over Twitter and it's just going to be like, that. Yes. but you know, obviously, you know, worldwide soccer is probably the biggest, most popular sport in, in the world. Absolutely. So, um, Kudos to anybody that can watch it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. When you don't know when the events, when the when the game is going to end, like I'm lost there. Like I'm out. Like you can't tell me that yeah. hey, 90 minutes and no, no, no. We're going to extend it. It's almost as is I. I'm gonna. I'll tie it into NASCAR. It's almost as irregular as knowing when we're going to get a caution is knowing when the damn soccer match is going to end because they can extend yeah. it however long they want. Yeah, but at least something's always happening in racing. I feel like in soccer, like not much happens. I am with you. <laughs> just a just a personal opinion, yes. you know. Obviously, everyone has their feelings towards it, but that that's just me. But yeah, you know, obviously NFL season's here, so big Bills fan. Been a tough couple weeks. Um, I think I'm going to the game this weekend. Although oh, cool. it's, they're supposed to, they're supposed to get a big blizzard this week, so I don't know. 
So I've uh, always wanted to go to one snow game, like, and being here uh, in Michigan, right? I like, did it. Not, uh, I, I won't go to the big house because one, the odds of getting a snow game are small, but it's like, you're going to be bundled up. You get like 12 inches of seat space and that's tight when it's summer and you can be in shorts and a t-shirt, let alone throw nine layers of clothing on people. Yeah. So it's miserable. Um, the last two Bills games I've been to have been, have been rough. They've been snow. So 2017, I went uh, with my sister and her now fiance and it wasn't supposed to snow at all, but it's Buffalo. It's on the shores of Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. So there's a lot of lake effect snow and it turned out it snowed 18 inches during the game. Wow. So yeah, that it was against the Colts. It was December of 17. It was, I mean, I was freezing for the next like three days trying to thaw out because you're so cold. I I wasn't dressed for it. It wasn't supposed to snow. And then, and so, yeah, I got a lot of stories from, from snow games. And then last year I went, well, I guess earlier this year uh, in January. And again, it was supposed to snow. It did a little bit, uh, but nothing like the 18 inches. Okay. That's crazy. Good time. So I, I don't advise doing it. I won't, I won't, I, I, I won't like, and you know, I've got lion season tickets and I'm not, I've been to I've been to a total of four quarters of football over two games. I've left at halftime at both games. <laughs> went to the went to the casino, had a couple drinks and packed it up and and beat the traffic out and Normally, the wife and I like to go on Thanksgiving, but uh, with this being the first Thanksgiving with uh, with having Alden, uh, you know, we're going to do the family traditional thing. And uh, but we'll 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 get back to the tradition of Lions football maybe next year. So there'll probably be uh, more Bills fans there anyway than Lions fans. Dude, those tickets (laughs) sold like that on uh, on the resale. (laughs) I bet. Well, listen, man, uh, before we get into wrestling and NASCAR and all that, I want to uh, congratulate you, man, wrapping up season number two over at jski.com. I appreciate that, man. It's, you know, it's it's flown by for sure. Uh, It's actually a little over two years ago right now that I found out. um, It was championship weekend in 2020. Scott reached out to me and asked, you know, just putting feelers out there. And obviously I was very interested. So it's kind of wild to think that was already two years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just, just how much how many, I've went to I think five new racetracks this year or last year. I mean, I've been traveling a lot, so uh, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of fun stuff to come to. So yeah, keep, keep your eyes on JC. That's awesome, man. I love it. Um, last time we talked, it was right around the time I had texted you and I'm like, dude, you're not going to believe this. I'm going to Philly to go see the undertaker's mm-hmm. one man show and to go to extreme rules. And very few people that I talk with, uh, are, are as diehard NASCAR or as diehard wrestling, uh, as I am, you're one of those people. And it's, it's rare to have both, uh, passions there. So I, I was, uh, I was glad I had someone that I know I could text that would know my level of <laughs> excitement when I, when I told you that, and man, I got to tell you, if you, you can get to Taker's one man show, you need to get to one whenever he does one. It was absolutely one of the coolest things ever. And and do the meet and greet. Like it's it was it was so I don't get starstruck too often, but seeing him and 
in a in a relaxed environment knowing he wasn't in character and i started watching wrestling i was eight years old uh it was right between wrestlemania 7 wrestlemania 8 he just really was getting started in wwe at that time and all i saw as i looked up at him was my little kid sitting in front of the tv and watching The Undertaker put some guy in a body bag on Saturday afternoon <laughs> challenge. And I was just like, all I did was I go, dude, I'm not going to say anything like crazy. All I want to do is just thank you for allowing me to watch you for the last 30 years because I, I have enjoyed every second of it. And it was so cool. I bet. And I've been fortunate enough to meet a few wrestlers over the years. And one of them was Ric Flair and he's oh, wow. always in character. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, I, I was in, so I went to Ithaca college, but before that I went to community college to save money yeah. um, for, for college. Um, but I had an internship at a news station here in Syracuse and uh, the local AHL team, the hockey team, they had, Usually each year they have a wrestler that is, does like an autograph signing. Okay. So in, interning at the news station, we interviewed him, uh, and that was really cool. So, That's cool. but he's always in character. Seeing seeing Undertaker out of character would be really cool. I feel like so I'm happy you got to experience cool. that. And I, yeah. I guess I guess I'll have to have to go to a show myself. Yes, he's, he did two hours, man. You know, That's wild. He, he you know he obviously knows what to do with a microphone and and can you know, have you eaten out of the palm of his hand, right? Because he's done that so well. And just the stories that he told, like, I mean, when you were supposed to laugh, you laughed. When you were supposed to, I, I mean, I was just in awe for two hours listening to what he did, and I cannot recommend it enough. And each each city he goes to is different because mm – -hmm. He's been traveling for 30 years. He's got 90 different <laughs> stories from every town he's been in. So it's, it's a, it's, it's personalized, which is very cool. So yes, highly recommend I, I, checking I, that out. I know he has one coming up in Boston for survivor series. I think they announced him for San Antonio for the Royal rumble. I'm yep. sure you'll do one in LA for, for mania. Um, yeah, I guess I'll definitely have to check one of those out. I think, I think I'm going to WrestleMania 40 in Philly. So I guess I'll have to check it. I'm sure you'll do one there. Yeah. Well, Again. So that's, uh, this was my first time in Philly, uh, a couple weeks ago. Ever? I, ever. Yeah. And did you get a cheesecake? I did get a cheesecake from Ishka Bibbles. Uh, um, okay. the one place that are the one, um, uh, Philly place to check out the Uber driver said the place burnt down like a oh. week beforehand, <laughs> like, and it was better than Ishka Bibbles. So, um, no, it, it was so cool. But I'll tell you, I love that sports complex. You've got where yep. the Eagles play. Everything. Oh, my God. And you've got that Xfinity Live bar. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. That I would contemplate going back for, for WrestleMania 40. That's how cool that I, I thought that area was. Yeah, Xfinity Live's really cool. They have a lot of different venue like venues inside. It's like almost like a mall. Kinda. Yes. Yeah. And it's yeah. all it's got like, you know, I don't know if it has shops. I can't remember. I haven't been there in almost three years. Right before, right the weekend before COVID, you know, when the world shut down. Yes. Um, WWE had a pay per view in Philly, so I went that okay. March, uh, and I also went to the Rumble there in eighteen. Um, but they have like like cheesesteak shops. They have bars, restaurants. It's really yeah. cool. Um, yeah, but like you said, you got the football stadium right there, then the hockey and basketball arena, and then the Phillies all within right a quarter there. mile of yeah. each other. 
Um, speaking of, of pay-per-views, okay, have you ever sat on the floor at a pay-per-view? But a pay-per-view, no, but no. I've sat in close. I've sat in close on, a, on the floor. I think it was like probably sixth row on the 100 level at, okay. at, at Wells Fargo uh, for the Rumble. So you know how they do the pay-per-view chairs for the floor? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I've been to a couple Detroit pay-per-views, been on the floor, and it is a process to get the chair, right? Like they have to come by. <laughs> I've heard. Check your ticket. They <laughs> snip it because they're all zip tied together. Okay. Well, that's not what happened in Philly. Uh-oh. Okay. So people got antsy and tired of waiting for everyone to come by to the security to, to clip the chair. People started doing it themselves with their keys. Okay. And our row and the row in front of us had about eight empty chairs. So I, me, it was me and my cousin. We walked out with four chairs and sold them while we were walking through the parking lot. A little side business. We, we picked up a little side. Fortunately, I don't have to worry about. I don't think of anyone from WWE listening to this to where they'll ban me from ringside. But yeah, it was it was you. The amount of people walking out with extra chairs definitely was frowned upon by, by them. I think so, that's funny. Yeah. Um, well, um, any any off season plans? Mm, I mean, like I said, I'm going to a lot of Syracuse games. Got one tonight. Um, got another one this weekend. I mean, as far as travel, I don't know. Syracuse is going to a bowl game. Maybe I'll go wherever they go. Sweet. I love it. I love it. Um, all right, man. Let's let's talk about NASCAR here. Um, so much to that we could dive into. I mean, we could do hours on this. I will not do that to you. Uh, <laughs> we've got. We could. I mean. We, between the champions themselves, between where we're at in the silly season. Uh, I mean, we, we don't know where Haley uh, Deegan's going to end up other than knowing it's going to be in a Ford. Uh, we don't know where John Hunter Nemechek's going to end up. We've got some Xfinity series, uh, silly season stuff. We've got Parker Kligerman, uh, who's going to be racing full time. We got Brandon Jones making a big move over to JRM. We got Chandler Smith going to Colleg, Landon Castles back at Colleg. Um, you know, we've got the the Cup side of things. Jimmy Johnson's going to be back. Um, we've got AJ Allmendinger going to be back full time. We've got Kurt Busch stepping away full time. We've got Kyle <laughs> Busch going to to RCR. There's so much. I mean, it is. It has been a jam-packed silly season that I feel like started in July, but uh, here we are, you know, able to unpack things. Where do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, the first domino to fall was was Redick, but originally that was supposed to be for 24, and then you just see kind of the dominoes that have fallen since then. So, you know, I think at the cup level right now, the the only real one left that's big is the 41 car with Stuart Haas. Um, you know, does Cole Custer come back or you've seen reports, I'm sure about, you know, Tony Stewart wanting to put Ryan priest in there yeah. and yeah. that's a Kevin Harvick incorporated client. So, um, you know, as Harvick said at Phoenix that, you know, this, he doesn't know yet if 23 will be his last year. It sounds like it will be. Um, but post that, like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen there, but they share some of the same sponsors like Hum Brothers Pizza, him and Priest. So 
Um, he'd be a natural fit to take over the four car. Um, Eric Almirola coming back. Like there's so much SHR that's going to, there's gonna be a lot of turnover in the next few years. I feel like between the four, the 10, potentially the 41, but that's the last real one left. If, if, if say Custer moves, I think the obvious choice would be to put him in the 15 car with Rick Ware. And then maybe there's a bigger alliance there, but yeah, aside from that, like everything at the cup level right now is taken care of. It, it, it seems to be taken care of. Um, were you surprised to see that uh, Ty Gibbs is going to be in the 54 and not the 18? A little. Um, I think doing the 54, bringing that to the cup series, I think it gives Ty his own identity. Um, and he's not technically, re- I mean, he is replacing Kyle Bush, yeah. who, you know, there's a whole lineage. Obviously, the 18, I'm surprised that the 18th out of, like that's Joe Gibbs's number. Right. That was his first number, you know, since 1992. So, you know, I, I looked it up and they it's raced the last 1077 races. All the races since 92. That's um, nuts. it's been in the field. So, except for the 2016 All-Star race, Kyle Busch drove the number 75. I don't know if you guys remember that. I do not. Uh, yeah, no. It was uh... <laughs> <laughs> It was for Eminem's 75th anniversary. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense then. Um, so they did something special there, but yeah, I mean the 54, like I said, I think gives Ty his own identity. Um, and well, I think that his, that's his number, right? Like that he's, he's, yeah. you know, and I talked about this a little earlier in the show. Uh, you know, when we had big changes like that at, at Hendrick, you know, you had such an identity and a fan base with Jeff Gordon, rainbow warriors, 24, Jimmy yeah. Johnson, the 48 and Lowe's, you know, I almost, you know, I wonder, obviously I'm sure Byron and, and Bowman who have, have stepped into their own and have developed their own identity now, obviously, but I wonder if they maybe would have wanted to kind of create their, their, their own under that. But also you get the point of, you know, HMS wanting their two most iconic numbers on the track as well too. So. Right. Like bringing the 25 back for instance at HMS. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of like Bowman, who had to replace Dale Jr., who also had to replace Jimmy Johnson, right? right. You know, a couple of years later. Yeah. Like, those are some big shoes to fill. Yep. So, yep. I mean, you know, you look at the 54, truthfully, I mean, it's a Kyle Bush Motorsports number, right? Like, he he raced it in the Xfinity Series, brought it to Joe Gibbs Racing, and since then, it's been, I guess, really a monster number, um, if yeah. you look at it that way. Like, Monster yep. sponsored the car for a while. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's just a fresh start, I feel like, and I feel like that's much needed for Ty after a lot of the run-ins he had in the Xfinity series this past season. Um, and then winning the championship. I mean, it all culminated with the championship. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he progresses throughout the year next year. I think it's going to be a tough rookie year, um, but I mean, he's, he's obviously very talented. Absolutely. No doubt about that. Um, Xfinity series, man. I, I know that's, uh, that's near and dear to your heart there. And it was one of the most exciting Xfinity seasons in, in quite some time. I'm not going to say quite some time, but it, it felt like a much stronger series, a lot more competition mm-hmm. this year. Uh, you know, normally, you know, the, the truck series gets a lot of, uh, of attention and, and a lot of uh, praise. And I feel like the truck series was, you know, missed a beat all season uh, to, to some degree. And the Xfinity series picked that up. You know, we, we had, you know, seven wins with Ty Gibbs, eight with Noah Gregson, uh, you know, very reminiscent to when we saw Tyler Riddick and Cole Custer with, with similar numbers, but the Xfinity series 
felt a lot more competitive. You've got winners with Josh Berry, AJ Allmendinger, um, and and I just see it picking up even stronger next year, which is which is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it'll be tough to kind of beat the competition from this year because you got Gregson, Almendinger, Ty Gibbs, like they're all moving up to the Cup Series. So that's 20 wins right there that's being taken away. With that said, though, like that allows opportunity for other drivers like a Sheldon Creed or a Daniel Hemrick or Chandler Smith. You know, I'm just naming off a few names here. Sure. Um, that Austin Hill, Austin Hill had a really good rookie year, uh, 21 top 10s. He could go, he could be the next guy, you know, that kind of runs the series that competes for championships. So, uh, yeah, but this year is super strong. The rivalry between Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson that kind of went on all summer into, you know, into championship week when any, any time Noah could get a chance to take a shot at Ty, he cer- <laughs> certainly <laughs> did. <laughs> um, it was just a lot, it was a lot of fun to watch, but yeah, I mean, I think we've been spoiled by the Xfinity series now the last four or five years. Um, in 19, you had the Custer Reddick bell battle, uh, 20, you had the Briscoe Cindric battle, Last year, Cindric Gregson, Allgaier. I mean, there's there's been a lot of good racing here the last few years in Absolutely. the Xfinity series. Absolutely. Um, any any thoughts, uh, whether you know personal opinion, just on doing this as long as you have, or anything you can share on on where we might see John Hunter end up? Yeah, I mean, I think the obvious choice would be, especially now with you know currently no drivers being at Joe Gibbs racing's Xfinity team for next year. I still think they'd run two or three teams. I think he's the, not a shoe in, but I think he's the guy, at least for one of the rides. I think Sammy Smith will probably be in the 18. Um, the only, the only issue with John Hunter though, is like, you've seen him, you know, this year he's increases, increases rides is his total number of starts with like a Sam hunt racing who's Toyota based. Um, and he's brought some sponsorship there. He's brought some sponsorship to JGR, but he's only run three or four races with them. So um, I guess the funding aspect will have to kind of step up and it could be Toyota supported too. I mean, he is a Toyota driver. He's staying with Toyota. So I would say he's, he's uh, going there to JGR. I like it. Uh, you know, and like you said, you know, Big shoes to fill, 20 race, 20 wins uh, moving up to the Cup Series. But, uh, you know, John Hunter, uh, you know, we saw what he was able to do with with great equipment at KBM and, and found and, victory lane. Uh, he's and, somebody. And in limit, limited starts with, with Joe Gibbs Racing, too. He won at Texas last year. Um, he kind of dominated that race. This year he was moved out of the way by Ty Gibbs at Richmond for the win. So he's certainly competitive in, in good equipment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you mentioned Daniel Hemrick. What a, what a, what a weird kind of season for him to go from a very consistent year in 2021, a lot of top fives, a lot of top tens and, and picking up my, picking up the, the championship and his lone win of the year last year, uh, to a ho-hum season, if you will, in, in 2022, um, you know, college racing as a whole, maybe a little, I mean, Almondinger. You know, I, I really wanted him to be able to go and get that Xfinity Series championship for College Racing. Uh, you know, he's he's helped, um, you know, build and, and provided such knowledge and, and such a resource base. And to see him go and be able to go run part time and then full time, 
uh, th- that would have just been a, a great Cinderella story in, in my opinion. And who knows, maybe he'll go do it in the cup series, but um, you know, calling as a whole, maybe a step down this year, you know, do you see them being able to, to pick that back up next year? That's tough to say. I mean, you would think so. Right. But with, with Gregson and Ty, both, both, you know, being elevated to the cup series, but then you look, let's compare, like I'm looking at the stats right now. So it's kind of easy, but Almeninger, five wins. Obviously, that's the other two guys at zero between Landon Castle and Hemrick. 17 top fives, though. So if you add Hemrick's three, he only had three top fives the whole year. It's kind yeah. of kind of yeah. wild to think about. And Castle, he had five. Almeninger has more than double what they have combined. Um, and same with top tens. AJ was so consistent this year. And like you said, he just elevated the team. And I think it kind of shows what AJ brings to the table as a driver because it's all similar equipment. And just the inconsistency from Hemrick and Castle throughout the year. So, you know, I think Castle towards the end of the year started to kind of turn the corner um, and maybe build a little bit of momentum and confidence for next year. But it was just that whole team. I'm not going to say it's the biggest disappointment of the year because Almendinger, you know, his five wins is nothing to it's it should be noted. Sure. And it, it elevates the team. But if you look at the other two, like I would say probably the most disappointing driver from the series this year would be Daniel Hummer just yeah. because he came off the championship and really a little to show this year. Absolutely. Yep. No, I'm, 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 I'm with you there for sure. Um, I also excited. Uh, he's been a part of the show quite a few times over the years. Uh, Ryan Ellis getting a part-time ride with alpha prime. That's uh, and, and anytime Ryan's gotten in the car, he, he outperforms what you would probably expect the car to be able to do. And, you know, now he's going to have some consistency with his schedule. Uh, you know, Ryan Ellis could go out there and play spoiler a couple times next year. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go too far and say, like, he's going to win a race. But you never know. Uh, with Alpha Prime, like Tommy Joe Martin's the co-owner, will tell you straight up that, you know, from a financial standpoint, they should finish between 20th and 25th every week. But yep. if you look at their stats, they put out posted a thread last week and a graphic, like, they had a pretty good first year as a rebranded team. So, um, yeah, Ryan Ellis, he had a few top – I think he had two top 15s, a few top 20s. So, yeah, um, yeah really, really, you know, limited chances, but a solid first year with that team. Absolutely. Um, let's go back over to Cup for a minute. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, you know, now a, a co-owner of Petty, which is cool. Uh, you know, it, it's – probably going to be a, a shot in the arm that that organization needed uh fresh face uh obviously somebody very knowledgeable uh probably going to bring in sponsorship dollars which will just help elevate that team as a whole um you know from the on track side of things though what uh you know what's a realistic expectation that we should see from jimmy johnson this next year I've got no clue. Um, And I say that for a bunch of reasons. One, because we don't know how many races he's running. Two, he's never run the next gen, but he has run sports cars recently. So you would think he has a little bit of knowledge with it. Um, He wants to run the garage 56 at Le Mans for Hendrick. So that's tough. I don't know. I don't think we have expectations because I think it's, you know, Daytona Daytona is Daytona. It is what it is. He could win. He could finish. (laughs) Yeah. He could win. He could finish last. I mean, (laughs) but then if he goes like North Wilkesboro, which it sounds like is on his bucket list, like he's a good short track driver. So he could potentially run well there. 
Um, the same at a road course. Towards the end, you know, I know it might get overlooked because when he went to IndyCar, like the road courses, he was kind of abysmal at. But if you go back to the last few years at the cup level, uh, prior to retiring from full-time competition, that's where he kind of stood out. Remember the Roval in 2018? I mean, he was battling Truex for the win, yep. got got together, and, uh, you know, took them both out. So, yeah, I don't know. He brings so much to the table away from the track and being co-owner. And, and he told me that, that he had other opportunities, but he just felt like this was the right one. So um, seeing him and Richard Petty on, on the same team together is pretty freaking cool. That's really – it's iconic. It, it will be iconic. It is iconic. It's, that's, it's really cool. No, no doubt about that. Um, all right, man. Uh, let's wrap with a couple fun things here. Um, we are very close to the Royal Rumble and the kickoff to WrestleMania season here. Um, what, uh, what are your thoughts for the men and women's Royal rumble as, uh, who we might see walk away with it? Oh, I mean, that's tough, especially for the women. Cause I think for the men, I mean, Cody Rhodes will probably return and win. I think he's, it seems like he's penciled in the face yes, Roman. I agree. At least one of the two nights. Maybe Roman defends it two nights or fights, you know, goes against the Rock oh, one night. Oh, that would be something. That could be the way they split that title up if they wanted to. Could be. Yep. Yep. Okay. Look, look at us coming up with ideas. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> as far as as far as women, I'll go, I guess, Rhea Ripley only because right now she seems to be the like the most uh the highest she's been in terms of on the card, her character. It's I mean, the Judgment Day is one of the best acts on Raw. It's one of the most featured acts on Raw. So I would say her right now. But I could be dead wrong. I'll tell you, the Judgment Day, like, you know, two months ago, I was like, please scrap this. Please scrap yeah. this. <laughs> and now I don't like them, but I don't like them for the reasons I'm not supposed to like them. So they're, they, Which is good. they finally got over there. Oh, my God. Speaking, how do we... We have to talk about Bray Wyatt. I'm sorry. I was going to wrap, but <laughs> oh my God, we have to talk about Bray Wyatt. Um, I I love what they're doing. They are slow playing this. I could see it being two, three months before he has his first match. Like, they yeah. got something special going on there. Well, I would have thought that until this past Friday. Did you watch SmackDown? I did not. No, no. what I miss? Okay, so they teased a feud with him in LA Knight. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Which, okay. <laughs> which, which it, was, it was it was a backstage segment, but I mean it would elevate LA Knight for sure. Yeah. Um I like it too. I really like the White Rabbit stuff, you know, before he debuted. The debut was awesome. You were there. It was yes. freaking cool, I'm sure. It was amazing. I bet. Um in the the response that he's gotten on social and in person just really cool. Um, but they're almost slow burning it too much. Too much. I feel like I, uh, um, yeah. I wonder if they're really, and this is the fun part of talking about it, right? Like, are we going to have a Wyatt family stable where all of these characters, you know, come about as, as in-person characters? It was really cool to see them bring them to life at the debut. You know, they pan to different mm -hmm. levels in the audience that was very cool. Side note, when when the fiend popped up at ringside, they then ushered him. He literally was crouched down two feet away from me because we were the last row 
of the aisle side of the ramp before he went back behind the curtain to come out through the door. So while they were still constructing the door, while they were doing all of the stuff throughout the arena, he was literally standing right next to me, all dark with two ushers so that they could flash the flashlight to get him back around through the, uh, the entrance part there. So that was, that was cool. Behind, behind the scenes. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Now I've really pissed them off. <laughs> you better, better get those chairs back. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, uh, it, it's very curious to see, you know, and is he going to, is he going to wrestle as maybe all six characters at some point? Maybe they're all, you know, inner, you know, maybe they're all different personalities of him. Uh, you know, I wonder how that'll all play out. I think eventually, like, they'll come to life. Like, maybe like Bo Dallas or someone, like his brother in real yes. life comes comes back and is one of the characters. It would make sense Alexa Bliss is one of the characters. Yep. Uh, because of their chemistry on screen in the past. Um, but right now, it seems like he's feuding with himself. Yes. Uh, which yes. is, it's so interesting and something we, I don't think we've ever seen before. It's just since, since if, Triple H has um, taken over, it's just it's more in-depth storytelling, absolutely. which is great. I wonder if Strowman might come back as one of them. Either him or maybe uh, Eric Rowan. That would be very cool. That would oh the the pop that would get would be amazing, <laughs> very amazing. All right, last one for you. Favorite Christmas movie? Go. Oh God, I see. I'm not a big movie fan. Um, you tell me yours. All right. So my top three in order are Christmas Vacation, The Christmas Story, That's number one. and Elf. Those are my three. Yeah. So I don't, I, I shouldn't say I'm not a big movie fan, but I mean, that's kind of true. I don't watch a ton of movies. I don't movies. either, I don't but much. I will rewatch those 900 times. Like I feel, I feel like at least once per, you know, holiday season, I'll watch Christmas Vacation because it's so funny. It's Never can not laugh at that, no matter how many times I've seen it, which I love. I love. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a good story. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, it is. All right, man. Any any projects? Anything you're working on that's going to be a, a an off season type thing? Or yeah, I mean, this week. So I've I tried to stay low last week. Didn't work on a lot. This week I got a story on Sheldon Creed coming out. Um, obviously he's returning next year. I'd expect a big season for him. Uh, in 23 with RCR, if you look at statistically his second year in a series is where he shines. He won the truck title in his second year with GMS a couple years back. So, um, yeah, I think him, his crew chief, all, that whole team staying the same. So I think it'll be uh, he'll be a breakout driver next year. I love it. Very cool. Well, listen, man, um, I want to thank you personally, Jay Ski, uh, for the the support over the years uh, to. Uh, get here to season six and episode 300 here in a couple weeks. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough for being a part of 299 tonight and appreciate the friendship and appreciate you always taking the time to come on the show and, and have some fun with me and look forward to uh, next season, season or year three for you at Jayski and uh, with, with us here, season seven lap traffic. Anytime, man. 15 is a cool number, so let's make it 16 pretty quick. I love it, man. All right, man. Enjoy the off season. Have some fun and uh, enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk to you soon, brother. You too. All right, Lap Traffic Nation. That is going to do it for episode 2. 
199 of the Lab Traffic Podcast. We got one more to go. Make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Twitter at LabTrafficBC. Don't forget about the giveaways. Huge thanks to Eric from the Super Speedway Podcast and Dustin Albino from JSP.com. Like I said, I will be back in a couple weeks with episode 300. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya!